0: This is Take Notes with Jen Rafferty, where we move music education in new directions. I'm your host, Jen Rafferty, a music educator, author, and huge social science nerd. And I am so excited to go on this journey with you as we highlight the intersection between music education and the social sciences. As a music teacher, it's easy to feel alone. Many of us feel as if we are always trying to convince the powers that be that music is an essential part of every child's education. And while we are trying to elevate humanity in our classrooms, we are constantly advocating outside of our classrooms in order to maintain, grow, or save our programming. However, we are not alone in this plight. In fact, there are many people outside of the field of music education who are actively advocating with us. I had the distinct pleasure of talking with Beth Slusher, the CEO of the Give-A-Note Foundation, as well as Juliana Lee, give a Note Strategic Development Director. The mission of Give-A-Note is simple, to bring awareness to the importance of music education and to nurture, grow, and strengthen music education opportunities for every student, every school, and every community. So far, they have given over $1.4 million in grants, helped over 275 schools, and have impacted over 75,000 students. And Beth described so beautifully the reason why she's so passionate about making sure Give a Note reaches its mission.
1: I have so much respect for what music educators do. Do on a daily basis. You know, the number of students that you have in the classroom that you have to manage effectively uh, is is incredible. You know, you don't have 12 or 20 or 25 kids in a classroom. You could have 50 or 75 kids in a classroom. You know, how do you keep that contained and managed and yet still give them educational opportunities through that classroom experience and also excite them about the joy of music so i I have so much respect for what music educators do and again they go beyond that classroom and i could go on and on about this but i mean they truly are life coaches
0: to so many of these kids so uh yeah she totally gets it and it was really affirming and beautiful to hear from her Give a Note started in 2011 with an initial investment from 20th Century Fox and Glee in collaboration with NaFmi, the National Association for Music Education, where Beth joined as a member of the board of directors and then served as board chair. Givenote shifted in 2018 to spread its own wings on its own when Juliana came on board and Beth then took over as CEO. So I asked Juliana, what is your favorite part about working with Givenote? So my
2: favorite part about working with give a note is my ability to continue to build community through a shared interest. Right. And especially with the music um, music has this innate ability to bring people together through this. I mean, it's this magical ability that I can't even define. Right. And I kind of love that there's not really an easy way to define this, feeling that everyone gets when they experience music in whatever form that is so to be able to con- to carry that in to impact all different levels of our education system is an added layer of this organization that i am extremely passionate about education is something that i think should be accessible to every single person in general right it doesn't matter their age if they want an education they should be able to get it
0: with such a great answer like that, I had to ask about the same thing. Yeah, that's a really easy question for me to answer because my
1: favorite part about being involved with Give a Note is the opportunity to work with music educators who are are really looking for uh, innovative and creative ways to engage more kids in music. Um, the, the Music Education Innovators Award program uh, was a brainchild of mine and and uh, the, the CEO of NAFME at the time. And, um, you know, we we worked together to write the criteria for that. And it was really about creating an opportunity for, te- for us to recognize teachers who were really going above and beyond to find ways to engage kids in music. And, you know, my personal experience in music growing up was that you know, my, my teachers, my music teachers were were more than just my music teachers. They were my mentors. They were my life coaches and they really helped form who I am today. And I'm passionate about making sure that, you know, every child like, like Juliana, I agree that education should be the right of every child, equal opportunities in education belong to every single child. And music is is the one thing that can really give children what they need to be able to find their success and their inner, inner joy. And so, I mean, that's my favorite part is being able to work with these music educators who are, you know, really dedicating their lives to molding children into being great human beings my music teachers taught me how to be confident how to how to articulate how to stand in front of an audience and present my craft and you know that's not an easy thing to do and so you know i'm i'm grateful that i have the opportunity to 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 support them in what they do through giveno
0: The Music Education Innovator Award is something Beth and Juliana are extremely passionate about. This award is granted to school music programs led by creative music educators utilizing innovative and sustainable strategies in non-traditional or traditional K-12 music classes in America's public schools that attract students not typically enrolled in music education courses in efforts to increase access to music education through diversity in curriculum and approach.
1: It's, it's just so important that we share the message um, of what music educators do um for our society uh, and give them the opportunity to be recognized which is what we we really wanted to accomplish with the music education innovators award and, and i'm just going to share with you uh, real quickly what one of our music educators um has said to me the other day he was one he was one in our first group of, um, award winners in 2018. And he shared with me the other day, he said, um, you know, the money that given out gave, um, did more for my program than, than anything he had, uh, he has a music business program and uh, he just wasn't getting the support from his administration to move forward with that program. So, so the money we gave and the recognition he got because of being named as a music education innovators award gave him the credibility to convince his administration to let him move forward with his program. So, you know, that's just heartwarming. That's exactly what we want to see happen. You know, we want to support music educators in a way that they can do their job and hold their head up high and be proud of what they do and and touch the lives of these kids and create more opportunities. And, and it's it's really re- rewarding for us to be able to be a part of that. And Juliana and I both um, stay very, very close to all of our grantees. We communicate with them on a regular basis. And that that's that's a phenomenal thing. And I don't know that every organization does that, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I know our teachers are really grateful that we stay in touch with them. We asked them, how are they doing? You know, how's your program doing? Um, and, and it's an important part of it. After
2: the first MEIA, the Music Education Innovator Award, after basically being able to revamp that whole process and reading all of the applications and then calling every single one of the teachers who won was such an incredible moment for me because I called them when I, on the first day that I arrived at the national NAFME conference. And so I was in the lobby of this convention center, like running around, like jumping up and down while I was talking to these teachers. And one of them actually happened to be there as well. So I actually got to meet her in person and then tell them to their face, (laughs) like you won and we're so excited. And, um, I get to see you in an hour, you know? So it was pretty incredible. Um, I would say that was probably one of the most special moments was that first iteration um, and recognizing the power behind these grants. They are small grants in my mind, but they actually are quite significant in the world of education and in the classroom. And to see the power of this small impact on the greater community um, was incredibly powerful. And to hear back from the teachers who applied but maybe didn't receive the grant, how helpful it was to actually do the application so that it could give them better structure about how to tell their story about the music and the programs that they were creating to then go to their administrators or go to their local government to tell them about the work that they were doing was really helpful and
0: very powerful for them. I mean, you can hear the passion in their voices about how much this organization means to them and how much they believe in their mission about helping teachers, their students, and their communities. So I wanted to touch on a really important part of this, and that's grant writing. I know a lot of times grant writing can be very daunting to teachers. It's a lot of work, and we are already bogged down with so much work. But as Beth said, do it sooner rather than later.
1: If a grant could make a difference in your program, then find the time to schedule it into your, your, your day and, and get it done. Even if you chip away at it over a period of days, you know, my, my advice is don't, don't save it till the end and then just try to get it done at the last minute because you're, you're going to be far more effective to put, to take the time to put it together and make sure you're answering all the questions that are asked
0: effectively.
1: I mean, it's practice what you tell your students.
0: Right. Exactly. Got it. So sooner rather than later. And now that we're deciding that we're definitely going to write all these grants, how do we write them effectively? I think for at least from my perspective,
2: first and foremost is identifying the student need and writing it or answering the questions from the perspective of how is this really relevant to my student body and not necessarily What do I want to impose on my students? It's really addressing, like, I know my students. I know their needs. I understand my community. And I'm able to express that in this application. And here's how I want to support that. Yes, under the confines of the education system at large, but really identifying the student population and how better to engage them through the music program um, and being able to convey that in the application. That's probably one of my... Things that I look for the most is the the teacher's ability to translate that.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really important too. Um, when when teachers are filling out grant applications and looking at, at at opportunities that are offered by organizations, is that they have to remember that they know their students, they know their program, they know what they need. But they have to be able to articulate it in the application so that the unfamiliar person reading that application immediately understands what that need is, why the need exists, and and how getting that grant will help them achieve their goals. And, you know, it's, it's easy to get lost in to what you know about your students and your program. And we do this and we do this thing and we do that thing. But, you know, those things might not nearly be as important as saying why you need it and why you do it.
0: While you understand the nuances of your program, other people do not. And unfortunately, this can lead to some significant blind spots in your application. So we talked about the importance of having someone else review your application who is not a part of your program and who doesn't know anything about what you do
2: the number of applications we've received where there are acronyms or terms that are not familiar to us because we don't work in their classrooms on a regular basis. And we also have, as part of the the connecting point between the community at large and the education realm or atmosphere, oftentimes we're recruiting panelists who review these applications who are not educators and they're not familiar with the school structure or the classroom structure or the student teacher relationships in a music classroom and any teacher's ability to better articulate that relationship or in a way that makes sense for someone who doesn't work in a classroom is really helpful. Um, And what we, I mean, we are as transparent as we possibly can be on our application. We include all of our review criteria points in the application page on our website. Everything is laid out. These are the exact points that are being um, reviewed while we read these applications. So if you're addressing all of these points, fantastic. And if you're missing any of these points, then it unfortunately doesn't tell us the whole story that we're looking for.
1: Um, And hopefully we'll help you better translate your story to us. I but I, both Juliana and I are extremely passionate about Music Education Innovators Award. Uh, it just um, there are so many teachers out there that are really doing amazing things and going above and beyond to do amazing things for their students. And they deserve to be recognized and they deserve to get that that. Um, stamp of approval from someone. And if that's what we can do is just give that stamp of approval so that an administrator or a co-worker says, wow, you're really doing great things, giving them that moment to just shine. Um, that's fantastic. That's what we that's why we're here.
0: And while as teachers, we can't do this alone, we can't reach our mission by ourselves. Neither can nonprofit organizations like Give a Note. Give a Note needs the help of people to support their mission financially, so they can continue to support the work of these incredible music educators.
1: In in terms of obstacles, yeah, there are huge obstacles that have to be overcome as an organization to be able to deliver and support um, uh, our mission. And you know, the biggest obstacle is funding. Uh, you know there are um, so many organizations out there that are working hard to support not only music education but other great causes as well. And, um, you know, we're all fighting for the dollar to, to stay alive. And, uh, you know, that is a tough thing. Um, And that probably is the biggest challenge that any nonprofit has is, sustaining those relationships and, and keeping the lights on. Um, you know, I'll just say to you that right now we're in search of a sponsor to help us continue the Music Education award uh, Innovators Award Program. Um, so, you know, if your listeners are listening and there's a connection out there, absolutely, um, you know, make the introduction. We, we, we need to keep this program growing you deserve to, to, to continue to be uh, recognized for the work that you do. No organization can do it alone, and our supporters and contributors um, make it possible for us to do the work that we do. We give a note is fortunate enough that we partnered with the CMA Foundation um, when we created our Music Education Innovators Award Program. And so part of that recognition to those teachers was to be able to go to a CMA-sponsored event annually and attend. And the first year that we did that with them, I was sitting at the table with our group of music education innovators uh, sitting with us. It was myself and a couple of other board members. And um each year at this event that CMA does, they bring in a an, a CMA artist who kind of hosts the evening. So there's some star power there, and you're sitting amongst uh, you know, music industry record e- executives, you know, so from a music educator standpoint to be in a room like that with those kinds of powerful people from the music industry in the room with you it is pretty pretty overwhelming. And when, A star like Chris Young or Dierks Bentley, uh, Kicks Brooks, stands up there at a microphone and says, you know, we just want to recognize and thank the music educators from Give a Note Foundation who are here with us tonight. And they all stood up and the audience applauds and the look on their faces is just that's my favorite moment. That's my favorite moment because that's when those teachers feel like we are rock stars and these rock stars think we're rock stars. And it's, it's just, that's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. That's my favorite moment.
0: Music teachers are rock stars and it was so awesome to hear Beth and Juliana's stories about how they have been able to recognize such innovative music educators over the years. So I ended my interview the same way I always end my interviews with my favorite question. What are your big dreams for music education?
2: The dream is really that, again, it's it's our mission, right? That every single child has access to music education in a way that speaks to them. It's equitable access. So, I mean, we have supported programs that have work to bring music to deaf children? What does that look like for a child who can't hear in a natural way, but they still can experience music? What does that look like? What does it look like for the child who isn't necessarily able to maneuver physically on their own, but still be on a stage with the rest of their classmates and experience music? What does it mean for the kid who grows up in a neighborhood where the only music that they ever get to experience is, um, you know, from instruments that they make out of trash, right? Like what does that mean? What does that look like? And being able to actually provide a high quality music education for every child, no matter what their ability or their area in which they grow up in is available to them. So um, that's our dream is to make sure that that is, possible and to make sure that happens and we're going to keep fighting to make sure that that is what it looks like no matter how long
1: that takes can't you imagine what a great place it would be if every community supported the performing arts and every community supported giving every child equitable access i mean you know it's it's the ticket to a great future in my mind it's just it it really is when you you can have that opportunity to express yourself and be part of something that is greater than just yourself and music is such a part of our entire lives in everybody's lives it's in everything we do it's in our heartbeat and it's in my dog's barking in the background <laughs> the music the music is everywhere and it's um it it's just it's it, it it's it's our it's our pathway
0: to success on so many levels. The music really is everywhere. And thanks to people like Beth and Juliana and organizations like Give a Note, we can have a bright future making sure that music education is truly accessible for every single child. To learn more about the Give a Note Foundation, go ahead to Givenote.org. If you're considering writing a grant or have questions about the grant writing process, I'm happy to help. Reach out and shoot me an email at music at JenRafferty.com. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe and share with a friend so more educators can become aware of these really awesome things that we're talking about here at Take Notes. Until next time, I'm Jen Rafferty. Have a wonderful day. Take Notes is brought to you by Jen Rafferty Music, cover art by Molly Reagan and Good Neighbor Art, and music by John Kiefner.